the uh, come across a guy, and he's we're going to talk about it a little bit this morning. First Chronicles, his name is is Benny Haya, and he was one of David's men, and he fought a lion. I was studying about him. I come across these verses. We're going to start in verse verse number eight, chapter three. This is a lion hath roared, who will not fear. The Lord has spoken, who can but prophesy. Publish in the palaces of the Shad and in the palaces of the land of Egypt, and say, Assemble yourselves upon the mountains of Samaria, and behold the great tumults that the midst thereof, and the pressed in the midst thereof. For they know not to do right, saith the Lord, who stored up violence and robbery in their places. Therefore, saith the Lord God, an adversary there shall be even round about the land, and he shall bring down. So as Amos is writing, he's warning them about an adversary. He describes them as a lion. You know, in a line, and and we know that in we we hear. I mean, Peter tells us, you know, the Satan goes back about as a line seeking who he need to destroy. So many times we have to fight this, and as I I thought about behind how he fights, he went down into a pit. It said on a snowy day, and I said we'll get to that in just a minute to fight a line. But I thought, you know, I said so many of us we we fight this battle. And, and it's a battle that's hard to fight because as Jesus told us in John 10, 10, you know, the thief or the lion there comes up to steal and destroy. And, and it, it, he, he wants to bring us down. So as we go in about our daily fight, as we go about our daily life, our faith gets tested and, and, and it's hard in the battles that we fight. So how do you handle it? And I said, one of the things you got to do before you can even fight is you got to know where your faith is. Because without it, you're, you're powerless. Without it, you have absolutely nothing. And, you know, in the times we live in, how's your faith? That 56 verse 3, it says, What time I am afraid, I will trust in the Lord. <clears throat> what time, times when I'm scared, I'm going to trust in God. It's easy to It's easy to do, is because that line is hard. He, he knows how to get to you. And, he, you know, and what's bad is, is the battle a lot of times in the fight, <coughs> the time we live in, has many people, instead of turning to the Lord, they turn the opposite way. Paul warned us of this. He said in, in, in 2 Timothy 4, he said in 3 and 4, he said, If a time will come when they shall not endure sound doctrine, but after their own ears they shall turn away from the truth and shall turn into fables. He said, well, that won't happen to me. But you, you ever thought about this? I heard somebody say today, and it was very powerful when I heard it. He said, you know, giving counseling to people is like this. He says, people will come and they want you to counsel them on something that's true. But what they want you to actually do is agree with them on the things that they're doing so that they'll feel, well, he agreed with me. And a lot of times, that see, that goes against what the Bible's telling us. How many of you have ever done that? When the Bible's telling you to do something, say, well, I, I'm trying to justify what I'm doing. So, well, I'm not going to talk to, to, to Jimmy. I'm going to find somebody who 
said it was wrong. I'm going to find somebody who will agree with me I'm thinking is, is, is right. You say, oh, but, but you said that people would turn away. And see, that's what the problem is. A lot of us, we don't want to hear the truth. We want somebody to agree with us. And when we do that, our faith is tested. Because a lot of times, you know, a lot of times the, what we need to hear is there. But we don't want to hear that because it, you ever opened up, you read a verse, and it hurt? You say, I don't like this because it's painful. And, and so, well, I'm going to find one that agrees with me instead. I'm going to find one that makes me feel happy. More people will trust in something someone says instead of what God's Word says. So they'll pick and choose. You know, we have faith that, that, that shows instead of a faith that lacks. Titus said this. And Paul first in Titus chapter 1, verse 16, it says, Thou, they profess that they know God, but, thy, but in works they deny him being abominable and disobedient unto every good work reprobate. Paul said these, the problem with a lot of people is, is they're Sunday morning Christians. They profess to know. But when they're not here, when they're out in the world, it shows because their works show the true heart. And I, I got to think about that, and I said, you know, what we do, how we act outside the church shows what we truly are. You know, if when you're not around other Christians, you're acting like the world, works say about you? And, and, and that shows how your faith is. No, I, I, I got there. I said, you know, I know a lot of people who are are are, are Saturday and Sunday quarterbacks and coaches. And they tell that poor coach and quarterback everything they did wrong, but in truth, the reality, they couldn't play the game either. A lot of us say, well, Sundays, well, I'm a good Christian. Look at so and so. I can't believe they act that way. Well, how are you acting? What does your face say about you? You know, uh, I, I got to thinking about, you know, when, when your faith is weak, when your faith is not strong, how easy it is for Satan to attack you. And Jesus gives us a very, very good picture of that in Luke chapter 16 with the prodigal son. That's what it's son. The younger of them said unto his father, Father, give me the portion of good that falleth unto me. And he divided among his living. In not many days the younger son gathered all together, took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine, and he began to want. And when he joined himself with the citizen of that country, he sent him into the fields to feed the swine. And he would have fain filled his belly with a husk of the swine, did eat, and no man gave unto him. You said, well, how does that talk about faith? And so I got to think about something. I said, you know, that boy lived with his daddy. And we see how the prodigal son's father was. He was a godly man. He cared about his son. When every day he stood out waiting for him to return, watching. See, so the problem is a lot of our faith own it belongs to someone else 
one of the problems you find with kids is, is their parents and not their own. Their, their faith is because mom and daddy went to church, so they went. When they get old enough to make their own decisions, they're no longer in church because their faith was mama and daddy's. There's, there's times when husbands and wives' faith are each other's. You know, when you don't depend on your faith, you're depending on somebody else's, you don't have faith. And just like the prodigal son, you think that you know everything. The test of faith comes when the trials of life happens and how you handle it. You know, nobody handles them perfect, do we? We all stumble, we all fall, but the thing is getting back up. The good thing about the prodigal son we see is there's always hope because he got down so far. He remembered the teachings of his father. He remembered the things that, that, that the Lord could do from him. And he returned to it. See, not always does that happen. But it's so good when your faith... My faith shouldn't depend on how godly and righteous Julie is. It should be my own. My faith should feed her faith that she might become more godly and righteous. And her faith feed me that I become that too. That is why as Christians, we should surround ourselves with other Christians so that we can draw strength from one another. You know, just like the prodigal though, we have a father who we could come running back to, we could get out of the pig pen, and he tells us this, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29 through 31 says this, he gives power to the faint, and to them that had no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fail. See, he says everybody just, you, it doesn't think you are. You can all fall. It all happens to all of us. Listen to what he says first. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with Wings as eagles, they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. When you rely on God, not on somebody else, when you go through the hard times and the bad times, God can lift you up and give you strength to get through them. See, when you've got that kind of faith and you're not dependent on somebody else's faith, you can fight the line comes. You can have that will. And now in 1 Chronicles chapter 11, verse 22, Benihah, the guy I told you about, he's the son of Jedidiah, the son of a valiant man, Kabezal. He slew two lion-like men of Moab. He also went down and slew a lion in a pit on a stony day. See, he didn't let the lion get the best of him. We see in different times when the lions came, he slew them. He took care of business. It's a good picture. I, I love it when it says in a snowy day, he went down. In a snowy day, you wild animal because you can't get your footing for sure. You better know when you go down in that, you're ready for battle. 
And see, that's the problem a lot of times. If your faith isn't where it ought to be, when the line comes, are you ready for battle? Can you go down in that pit and say, hey, Satan, I can take you on because I know God's with me. He never leaves me, never forsakes me. I'm the one there for me. If I wait on him, he's going to pick me up. He's going to restore me no matter how bad I get knocked down. See, that's the fight with fight. So what kind of person are you? Are you willing and ready to fight when it comes down to it? Now, nobody wants to go through hard times. We? Nobody likes it when it's rough. All of us, I mean, you know, we, we want everything to look good. But I'll go ahead and tell you, if you're a child of God, that ain't going to happen. Really, if you're a human being, it's not going to happen. But I found out something as a child of God. I got somebody fighting with me. He picks me up. You, I, I got to say, you know, Lord, how can you go down into that pit? How can you fight that line? The one that's seeking to destroy you, as it said in Amos, that, that he's there and he's going around and he wants to take the strength from you. How can you do it? And he said, well, you better be prepared. And one of the things, you better be well prepared and armed like with prayer. How many of you have ever had your prayer life kind of start getting weak? You know, it happens to everybody. There are times that I believe that when we're, we, we can be the most wonderful prayer warriors there are because we're, we're close to the Lord, we're talking to Him, and then I don't know if it's good things in life or what it is, but we tend to drift a little. And before long, you're not fighting that prayer and, and, and doing it as you should. Paul told the church at Philippi, he told the Philippians this, he said in chapter 4, verse 6, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. He's basically saying, take nothing for granted. Let your, let your thank, when you ain't got nothing to ask for, just be thankful. See, if we would have that as possible, continuous, and we're always in that state of prayer, we would be where we need to be. So, well, preacher, it's kind of hard. And you know, I realize it is because there are times that I waver in mine, and I got to look at mine, and I said, you know, that's when the good time. I got this, God, I don't need you. So I would say that like it. We're not careful for everything. We're not thanking God. We're not going to. It seems that it takes something, an attack to get us on our knees. And that ought to not be. We ought to be there all the time. You know, you, 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 we should be ready with that. You, 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 you think this, Jesus said in Luke 18, he said he spake a parable unto them to this end. I like this parable. It was really quick because all he said was that men ought to always pray and not faint. What a parable. I mean, you don't get much more plainer than that. Pray and you'll be strong. Pray and you can make it through it. Pray even in the good times and when the battles come, you're ready for it. The next thing, if you're going to be willing to fight, you better better be armed, amen? 
You, you ought to be armed with the word. And, and, and I, I remember, I, mean, I, I, I can't quote scripture because one, my, my dyslexia changes words and numbers. And so I can tell that when I say a verse sometimes, I see people flipping through the Bible and they're going, that chapter's not even in that book. So trying to quote scripture sometimes is hard. I, but it always amazed me, you give a little kid some scriptures, they can start quoting them back to you. What happens to us as adults? Are we not studying it? Are we not learning it as we ought to? Are you relying on the preacher to give you the word? Hebrews tells us this in chapter 4, verse 12, for the word of God is quick, powerful, sharp, to the dividing asunder, the soul and the spirits, the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. You want to be well armed against the line? Be sure you got the right sword in your hand. We ought to be reading it, studying it. You know, it, you could have a Bible on you at all times. You know, we live in a world where this, this is the constant. People never look up. You can put a Bible on this. And, and you, it used to be people wouldn't go out of the house without their wallet. Now people don't walk three foot without their phone. So there's no excuse not to have the Word of God with you. you. You can get an app, you can find one, you can put it on there, and you can have it with you. You can even get, you get a daily reminder of a verse of Scripture. There's no excuse for a child in the Word of God. It's all around us. How many Bibles do you got? You know, let me ask you, do you bring your Word? If you don't, I'm going to ask you, please start doing that. Show the world you mean it. Carry it with you. Put it on you. If you ain't got nothing else, put it on your phone. Pull your phone out when you're in church. We're using their phone as a Bible. The thing is, are you, are you, you taking that word? Are you armed with Because listen to what it said it would do. It's quick and it's powerful. You ever notice that when, when Satan tempted Jesus, what did he use? He used the word. When Satan comes at you and there's problems, use the word. Say, Lord, help me to find the right verse. This is a comfort. Now, that's a good thing about a phone. You say, Lord, I need some verse All kinds of ones. So are you? with you know it don't tell us when he went down in that pit that he took this he took that he went down in the pit to fight he was ready that line was there and he knew it he can destroy you you know when he likes to attack the most on sundays people leave well this sunday i'm gonna start reading my bible more 
I'm going to start praying more. I'm going to try to be more righteous. I'm going to do what God wants me to do. You walk out the door, you get you mad, and everything you talk to and I. And Satan says, I got you. Didn't take much. All I got to do is get your temper up. All I got to do to get home is you forgot to turn the coffee pot off this morning, and now your house smells like burnt coffee. That's all I got to do. Just get you distracted just a little bit. And everything you say you're going to do, you ain't going to do. You know how I know that? Because I've been there pretty much every Sunday. I fight that battle just like everybody else. I fail miserably many times. But you know what? My God's always there for me. I could do better if I'd start praying more. I could do better if I get in his word more. I could do better if I say, Lord, just put a hedge around me and keep me in the right direction. Put some blinders on me because I'm tired of chasing squirrels. I, I was looking out the window this morning, and, and in my backyard, I got the world's fattest squirrels. We got hickory nut trees everywhere. Them things love us. And there was this one dog, and all the squirrels were on this side of the tree. And one of them moved, and that dog's head was in the backyard. He'd look up. I hear something. He could never see it. And he'd run over there where he heard it. And that squirrel would move around this side of the tree. The one over here do the same thing. He'd run over there. And I said, you know, that's like most Christians. We're too busy chasing squirrels and keeping our mind on what we need to be doing. Satan gets you distracted. Well, I set my Bible down. Oh, I think it's in the car. Maybe it's in the church. Well, that's all right. I'll get it later. I'm going to eat. I forgot to pray. Some of us, that's the only time we do pray. I mean, how many of you have been said, hey, so-and-so needs prayer? Do you actually pray? Be honest with yourself. Or you say, I've got you. I'll pray. Then you see him again, and here's prayer. Oh, there's Jimmy. Jimmy, Lord, I hope Jimmy came through that. All right. We must have. He's here. Thank you, Lord. So our problem is we're not prepared for the battles because we're not relying on our faith that should be and our trust should be in God all completely. Instead, we're trusting in everything else. And we're looking for excuses rather than looking for the truth. And it all comes back to this. It all comes back to your attitude. You know, if, if it's one that, that you, you would rather cause people problems. I mean, you know, that's bad in the world today. That's how we act. We'd rather drag people down than build them up. Just because we're having problems, we don't get excited when other people aren't. You know, and that that goes in Proverbs 6, 16 through 19, the six things that God hates is basically people who cause problems. And, you know, they're an abomination to them. So, you know, what kind of attitude do you have in life? Some people's problem is their attitudes are always, they're, 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 they're defeated everywhere they go. Well, this ain't going to be no good you know, oh, oh, poor pitiful me. Have you, poor pitiful you, gone to the Lord with all your heart, with everything about you? Or are you just, just so down and, and, and you don't 
think about what God could do. Our attitude ought to be one of praise. No matter what's going on, we ought to praise the Lord. David said in Psalms 40, I waited patiently on me. I told you many times before, there was a time in my life that God put that a hard time and it was it was rough. I'm the one who put myself there. I'm the one who stepped out into the miry clay. I'm the one who got there and, and I was crying out, Lord, Lord, help me. And, and that verse kept coming back. I waited patiently on the Lord. But see, I found out the problem was I wasn't waiting patiently. I was wanting my answers like that. When they wasn't coming, I was getting angry and my faith was deteriorating. Instead of listening to what God said, you need to wait patiently on me. You need to hear me. You need to obey my voice. Because it says there, it says, I waited patiently and he inclined unto me. He heard my cry. He brought me up out of the, the horrible pit, out of the miry clay. He set my feet upon a rock and establish my goings. Now, one thing I always noticed about this, it said he brought me out, he put me on the, the, the rock out of that miry clay. He didn't say he washed me of it because he said, if, I thought about like this, because here's your choice. When God gets you out of that problem, you have a chance, choice. You can go forward where God's established your going or you can jump back in the mud. It's all up to you. See, a lot of times we cry out to God, he don't the way you answered. And you jump right back in the clay. Well, I didn't have peace about it. Well, maybe God was saying that's not the way you need to be going. Turn from it. Go somewhere else. Because if you're going to fight him, you better have something that a lot of us are lacking now, and that's reverence. Are you listening and obeying the Holy Spirit? Jeremiah chapter 7 verse 23 says this, But this thing I commanded them, saying, Obey my voice, and I will be your God. And you shall be my people, and walk ye in the ways that I have commanded you, and it may be well to you. See, a lot of times we, we don't listen to that whole verse. That first part, my voice. You know how you hear his voice? I mean, he speaks in this. Are you being reverent and listening to him? Are you, you ever talked with somebody and they came to ask you your opinion? to speak because they're always speaking they're always talking and every time you go yeah uh, yeah uh, and then they finally look at, thank you for for your what your, your your help or have you ever told somebody some advice and and they and before they leave you know they're not going to do it because they didn't want your advice they just wanted to hear it See, that's the way we treat god we don't listen or we don't do. Are you reverent? Are you listening? Are you obedient to his voice? You know, are you are you waiting on his timing? 
The psalmist said in Psalms 18.30, As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is buckler to all those who trust. I think here's what a lot of us do. You could come down to the altar say, Lord, I got this problem. You pray about it, and you expect it to be answered by the time you get to right here heading back to your seat. Sometimes God don't work that way. It's his timing, his way. But ours is, well, Lord, I gave you the plan. I want you to follow it. God said, I have a plan. My plan will work. Yours won't. Listen to me. Be obedient to my voice. Hear me. You want to fight a lion in a pit, you better be ready. Because let me tell you, the lion can get out of the pit faster than you can. You're not ready. He might come up at you when you're thinking about getting ready. So one thing about I like about that young man who went down that pit, he went down, he didn't hesitate. He didn't think about it. He went down into it because he was ready to fight. If you're not ready to fight today, you better be ready because Satan's ready. He knows how to bring you down. You see, he'll stop your ears up. He'll take your mind off things. You ever been sitting in church and the next thing you're thinking about is everything you got to do? Have you ever done that? Boy, I, I, I'm a daydreamer and a half. It don't take much to get my me, me unfocused and focus on something else. And, and you can ask Juliet, there'll be times I'll be doing something. I'm listening, but if uh, I'm also ADHD, so I got to kind of keep busy. I'm, I'm a little weird. And, and she's like, did you catch any of that? And I'm like, yeah, I caught it. Or you weren't paying attention? Yes, I was. See, she, she knows that because that's how I treat her. And see, that's the way a lot of us do, that blank look. I'm not even paying attention to what God's telling me. If you pay no attention to anything other than this, listen to this. Be obedient to God. Listen to him. Don't worry about what I say. Listen to him. You say, well, I didn't hear a word you said. Get your Bible out and listen to him. Get in the word and listen to him. Be obedient to what he tells you. When you pray, listen to him and be reverent and listen for the answer. So, well, I've been praying, haven't got an answer. Keep asking. David said he cried. That didn't, you know, that word didn't say he did it once. It is a continuous word. Until the Lord lifted him up out of the miry clay. He continued to cry. Because sometimes God wants to know if you mean business or not. So don't stop. Listen to him. Get in the word. And, you know, there's some people who don't know him. That's the problem. Every Sunday I, I give an invitation. Every Sunday I want to tell you about getting saved. Why? Because there's so many people who've gone to church all their life and their faith is not their own. And until you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, until you understand you can't get to heaven, I can't get to heaven on what Jimmy does. I can't get to heaven on if Wayne prays for me. I have to accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. i got to realize that I'm a sinner 
and there's no way I can work my way in heaven. I can't be good enough. There's no, I hope I get there. There's no, maybe my works that, no. The only way to is know that Jesus Christ died on the cross for you because he loved you. And accept that and realize it in your heart. Don't just say it. You got to realize it in your heart. He died on the cross for me. He, he loved me that much because I couldn't get to heaven. He died and he rose again on the third day that I might have eternal life if I believe in him. All I got to do is pray and mean what I say. I can pray a prayer like, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I know I can't get to heaven without you. Come into my heart and save me. Forgive me. Make me a new creature in Christ. Amen. If I say that and believe it, I can be saved. You can too. It's as simple as that. If you're in here, you pray that prayer. You don't want to tell nobody because you're ashamed. Let me know. If you're online, you pray that prayer, shoot me a message and let me know. I ain't going to pull you out. I just won't talk to you. I won't pray with you. That's all it is. Because you, let me tell you, out there in the world alone, you don't stand a chance. You don't stand a chance at all. But with Jesus Christ, you can make it through it. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Heavenly Fathers, we come to you today. Lord, I know there's many people going through many battles. And Lord, I first, I want to lift them up. There's some of them, they're armed, but Lord, they're, they're tired. It's been a long fight. So Father, I ask that you give them some strength this morning. They stand in need of it in the worst of ways. It's been a hard time. But Lord, I know their faith and they're true to you. But Lord, they're, they're beat down, so I pray for strength for them. Father, there's some that are going through battles and they've already let the, the, the line in and he's winning because their faith isn't strong at all. They've gotten away from you. They've become more worldly than they are a child of God. So, Father, I pray this morning you draw them close to you. Let them see that they need to come back. They're waiting with arms stretched wide. Welcome them back. Father, I pray that you do that. Lord, if there's somebody that doesn't know you, give them the courage today to say that prayer. Father, have your way in this invitation. In the Lord's name we pray. Amen. As you stand to your feet, we're going to sing page 113. 113. As we sing, the altar is open.
Wonderful day. We had a, a call in prayer request this morning. Y'all remember Miss King? Keep her in your prayers. She asked the church to pray for her. She's under the weather, so keep her in your prayers. See, I remember this prayer request. We got so many people that's been sick lately, and you know, uh, COVID is not a fun thing. So I ask you to, you know, watch after yourself, keep keep safe. You know, use your own judgment as what to do. We, I'll go ahead and tell you now. We spray the church every Sunday, so you can hear after service. I guess I always joke the Holy the Holy Ghost shows up. It's just full of smoke in here. And, uh, but, uh, y'all remember each other in prayer, pray for one another. We've had so many that's gone through so much. Remember those who's, who's lost loved ones. And just the, there's so many has been through a lot of battles just recently in our church. So keep each other in prayer. And I pray we have a, a, a good rest of this winter and come in spring. Look forward to what God's got in store for us. But it's going to take everybody praying and fighting and ready to do what God wants us to do to get through it. So y'all pray for one another. I'm going to close this with a word of prayer. Y'all head on back. And uh, we'll be dismissed. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we come to you today, Lord, I want to lift up everybody in the church. Father, I pray for everyone here. That, Lord, there's been so many that's gone through so many different battles and are fighting battles right now. Lord, there's some that... that that, Lord, the battles are at home and they're caring for other people. And, Lord, it's hard. And, Lord, there's those that's went through that. And, Father, they, they've lost loved ones. And, Lord, we've got others who've been through sicknesses. There's been through family problems and different attacks, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, that, that people have endured. And so, Father, Lord, I pray for each one of those who's been through a battle or going through a battle right now. I pray you help them with their faith. And, Lord, I pray that they're, they're ready for this coming battle and father i know as your children we should pray you give us as a church a desire to pray for one another lord to see things happening because father a church is only as strong as it is when it's on its knees help us to be a more praying church than we are and be thankful for the prayers you've asked answered Again, Father, I pray that you bless everybody here. Watch over us. 
Let us take your word, hide it in our heart, and use it as we need to. Thank you for all that you do. In the Lord's name I pray. Amen.